Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So welcome to another episode of my Gutsy Ladies podcast. And if you've chosen this episode, I suspect you already know that you probably have a little bit of all or nothing thinking. But to what degree and also what is the impact of this all or nothing thinking? And it's a really common sneaky little habit, uh, thinking habit, that I have observed in so many of my clients as we take them from grinding to gliding, which is why I wanted to talk about it. And it's also, you know, I've been very familiar with this style of thinking myself and had to clean this up, clean this crap up myself. So I speak from definitely experience here. And I just want to sort of say at the beginning that the challenge with this thinking is that I find that all or nothing thinking or another way you could talk about it is black and white thinking or rigid thinking. It's the sort of thinking that keeps my midlifers in what I've now discovered to be the grinding gap. And what do I mean by the grinding gap? Well, on one side in our conscious mind, I notice that um, my clients and also myself in the past will have had um, a thought pattern of, look, I'm going to go out and create this life that I want and it's a life that I know I deserve. So this is in your conscious mind. You can say it out loud. But on the other side in your subconscious mind is a belief system that's sitting there is that I will create the life that I've been programmed to have. And if you've listened to some of my episodes already, you know it. it's the programming that is unhelpful for us or what we call the unhelpful programming, is the crap that we really do need to clean up. So the gap exists between this conscious mind thinking and the desires we've got in our conscious mind that you know we're speaking out loud and saying to ourselves versus the programming and the subconscious and the driver's seat that's, that's in, really in charge of all of us. So if you are someone that your conscious mind's uh, narrative and your subconscious mind's narrative align, you're going to be gliding and you're gliding through all of life, whether you're midlife or not. But if you have got a conscious desire and it is not um, aligned with the subconscious programming you've got, you're going to be grinding. And why, why I say grinding is that you will be trying to move forward, but there will be no ease. And I call that space between the conscious and the subconscious, that grinding gap. Some of us are gliding in it. And if you're listening to this and you've listened to lots of episodes and you still want more from me, I suspect you're grinding or you're sitting in the grinding gap too much for your liking. So this is a classic example of a thinking pattern that will keep you in the grinding gap. 
So in this episode, I'm going to cover where does this thinking originate? Like, why do we even think this way? The second thing is why it's so sneaky, why it robs our potential futures, and the really interesting link it has to another interesting thinking pattern that can be leading you to grind in midlife, and it's perfectionism. So I'm also going to address how I talk also, thirdly, about how we can address this sneaky little habit, because as you know, with neuroplasticity, if it is a habit and we become conscious of it, then with that awareness, we have the ability to change it. So where does it originate? Why do we even think this way? As with all our thinking, it has got um, uh, parts to it which are all about keeping us safe. So one area that it's originated through is through our evolutionary roots. And early humans who were faced with really simple decisions to make, such as life or death, eat this or don't eat that, be with this person, not that person, that sort of really simple lifestyle um, and also that evolutionary path that we were on, it, it was really easy to have a yes, no. Um, possibilities didn't have to be bigger than they needed to be. And that's a second part to the origin to this is that our brain actually likes simplicity. It likes to conserve energy. And so when we've got an all or nothing thinking pattern, so literally a rigid one, it's a yes or a no and that's it, it can be really good for our brain because it's quite simple thinking. But the challenge is, is if we ruminate beyond that in a negative way because deep down in our heart, <laughs> we want more. So another way or another area of this origin of you know why we even think like this is also if you are someone who's not quite familiar with how to address or manage your emotions because all or nothing thinking can be very much led with an emotional bias which means that you will you know have fear response for example and you'll go down one way and it's only humans who have the ability to will recognise that it may be their emotions that are driving them to think in an all-or-nothing manner when and then, therefore, that they can start to address it. So there's some real biological reasons behind why we have all-or-nothing thinking. But the habit of all-or-nothing thinking, I have observed to be something that can be instilled in us as we go through decades of our life where we may start to lose confidence because we've made some choices that may not have led us in the path that we wanted. So we start to fear failure. We fear that if we go and have a crack at something else different from what we're on the path of, that we may just mess up or F up again. And so that's where this can become, this is not to do with something that's evolutionary, this is going to be something we can bring on ourselves with our all or nothing thinking. So why is it such a sneaky little habit or a thinking habit that I believe can completely rob you of your future dreams? And it's because of this linkage with perfectionism. And it's anything where we have a complete rigidity, like it's black or white, there's no grey. It's all or nothing. It robs us of possibilities and where any of us are robbed at possibilities, particularly under the whole banner of change, 
then we feel trapped. We feel less powerful and often we will start to ruminate and procrastinate because we just don't believe we've got enough choices to make. And the really interesting thing about this is I like to think about all or nothing thinking like a locked door. So you're basically heading up to a door and you pull on the lock. And if you've got all or nothing thinking, the door will either open completely wide or it will stay shut. And they're the two choices you've got. And if we're talking about big changes that you might want to make in your life, that maybe at a point in your life where you've got so many possibilities, but you think I've only got one path, the locked door, or the other path, the completely open door, you can see how that can can immediately rein you in. And then the, the other way to think about this analogy is that the opposite of all or nothing thinking is what I call more flexible or open thinking, infinite possibilities, abundant thinking, you might say. And I'd like you to think about an analogy of that being more like a maze where you're at the starting point of a maze and you're, you know, you're going into this maze knowing that there's four, five, six, seven, ten, fifty, a hundred. It depends how big a maze is, right? All these different paths that you can travel in this maze that will get you to the other side. Yes, it's one of those mazes that you've got multiple ways to get there, not a maze where there's only one way through because that would be like all or nothing thinking really. So just think about this in concept to your own life. And if what I'm talking about, you can really see a lot of yourself in, then make sure at the end of this, you click in the show notes to download. I've got a a really cool little PDF that I've developed that will help you to antidote the all or nothing thinking. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. So it's a really sneaky link I'm going to share about perfectionism. And perfectionism, I think, is one of those thinking habits that once again, we can develop as a mechanism to keep ourselves safe. And it is linked directly to all or nothing thinking. Um, With perfectionism, it is almost like, well, when until the path or the plan or all of my options are completely known and um, perfect, I know that there is no way that this will come unstuck then I will only then move forward. And of course, any big change or any change that any human makes in their life, you have as much chance of it working out as it working out. In some respects, depending on what the change you're looking at, there may be a very strong chance that it may not work out. But I am yet in my personal life or with my clients, I am yet to witness when someone starts to take that really small forward motion, perfect or imperfect, that they don't start to move in the direction that opens up multiple possibilities of what is available for their ultimate path or ultimate goal that they're looking for. So the tricky thing with all or nothing thinking and its link to perfectionism is that, yes, this thinking will keep you safe, but the reason it's keeping you safe is because it doesn't let you explore options and it doesn't let you um, explore lots of creative and possible options, which in all honesty could end up with even better results for what you're dreaming for 
than you could ever possibly imagine. So how do we address it? If you know that this is something that you're doing, you are, you know that you are thinking this way, and in fact, the more you think about it, you recognise that you're thinking this way more and more as you get older, that, you know, there's really only one or max two options here. And if I, if I can't get this new dream job exactly like that, then I'll do nothing. And if I do nothing, I'm just going to stay marinating in feeling like crap. Um, or if you even think about it might be in relation to getting, you know, changing or moving into a different partner space where you're, you're going to go and explore and there's only one path for me. If I can get on this app and start to meet some people and if that works out, then I know that's the only path. Then that rigidity thinking will really, it's, it may keep you safe, but it's completely going to keep you in what I call the grinding gap. So how do we address it? Well, three key ways that I have you know, address this myself, but also help clients to address it. Number one, and firstly, always, is to recognize that this is what you're doing. It is very likely that you may have this thinking in only one area of your life. You may be very rigid around um, elements to do with your career or life, you know, business or professional path, and yet you don't do all or nothing thinking in other areas of your life. It's, it's really common. But if that's the case and you're stuck in your happiness or desires of how to move forward in your professional life, well, then no, it's your all or nothing thinking that's holding you back. But the first thing for all of us is to recognize it's what we're doing so that we can actually, through that awareness, change. Now, the second thing is to actually use the very valuable tool of journaling, which can help you to identify the patterns because it is often really hard in your thinking mind only without linking it to writing down um, how you're thinking. So I've created this free PDF that's got some journaling prompts. Um, one of them is for you to uh, think about an area in your life that you believe you think more all or nothing than in other areas. And describe the impact that this is having on that area of life. Where is it holding you back? How is it keeping you safe? And I say safe in inverted commas. So using um, journaling as a tool to identify your thinking patterns is a really, really important tool that I always bring into my clients' toolkit. And... Yeah, make sure you download this free PDF if this is something that you've been trying with. Now, another part to journaling is to actually embed some new affirmations or new thought patterns that are completely aligned with more flexible thinking, less rigid thinking. And um, some, you know, can be literally affirming to yourself that I am open for multiple opportunities to weigh how to think through things. So I've got a list also of affirmations to use. Now, the third tool, and I think this is, well, I know this is going to be the next episode that I will be recording, um, is about bringing a tool and a thinking pattern of self-compassion into your life, which will help to antidote the all or nothing thinking. Because the all or nothing thinking, the rigid thinking, 
is something that can have a major impact on your ability to use your inner coach versus your inner critic in your life. And often there is a direct link, particularly with perfectionism with my clients, where they may have high perfectionist tendencies which come at the expense of self-compassion. They, you know, their level of their inner critic is so much higher than their inner coach, if indeed they have an inner coach at all. It's not uncommon if you have high perfectionist tendencies that even if I ask you about the inner coach, you may be quite daunted to even think about whenever you are coaching or positively affirming yourself rather than constantly criticizing or looking for high standards of perfectionism. So this is the third way to be able to antidote all or nothing thinking is to bring in a thinking pattern around self-compassion, which the tool itself of journaling can be used for this. And as with all tools and particularly new thinking habits, it's to bring it in little by little by little by one affirmation and just really embedding that and another affirmation and embedding it one simple tool um, in the morning where you can just maybe using meditation to be able to be very aware of your thinking patterns. And just that's in itself a way to bring in self-compassion in your life, to just go slowly, little step by little step. So as I've mentioned, this thinking pattern and this whole rigidity, you may call it black or white, all or nothing, I've really only got this choice or I've got this choice. That's it. And if that's how you're thinking, straight away you can see how limited your possibilities are. And if you're someone that's really wanting change, there's a desire within you, which is innately in you, that is going to continue to ask you to think differently, but you may not have even recognised it, which is why you're sitting in the grinding gap. Because as I said, on the left-hand side, you will have a desire and a conscious mind saying, I'm going to go out there and get that, desire, that life that I know I deserve and I'm worthy of. And on the other side of the gap is your subconscious thinking, which has got some negative habits in there, which are just going, no, 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 no. We've only got two choices here. So if we can't find either of those two choices, we can't move forward. So I'm hopeful that this has been really useful for you. As usual, make sure you reach out and let me know and make sure you download the free PDF if this is something you're really curious about, particularly curious about how to get rid of it out of your life. Have a cracking day. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.